This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to Up the Cherries in All Departments and this latest show. Please remember to hit the like, the subscribe, the bell button, because you know what? It helps this channel grow. There we are. That was a little bit salesy, wasn't it? There's a reason behind that as well. Now, last time out, we was beaten by Leicester City in the FA Cup 1-0 in extra time. So, unfortunately, there's going to be no Wembley Day but, of course, Leicester were top of the championship. Bad result, disappointing, gutted. But it means we can focus on the league and get into that golden figure of points. Now, our opponent is probably going to be going back to the championship. They are, of course, Burnley, a team on 13 points at the moment managed by Vincent Company, the Manchester City legends. They are playing very much like Man City, but unfortunately not getting the results for them. Of course, Turf Moor as well is the place where we thought we was one all all those years ago and then ended up going 2-0 down through our friend VAR. Now, of course, I've moaned about VAR for a long, long period of time. And I've probably driven this man a little bit mental doing so as well. You might have three toasters, but he could sell you another one. You might have five kettles, but he definitely can give you another one of those as well. And it'll only cost you $7.99 plus your posted and packaging as well. That man, of course, is the king of shopping TV. He's been on numerous amounts of programmes. He was even on The Apprentice once. And he was the star of A Cherry Abroad as well, doing our intro for that fantastic show. Do go and check it out after this. There's only one man it is. He is the Alan Partridge of Shopping TV. It is the one, the only, the myth, the legend, Mr. Andy Hodgson. He's back. He's back. The Alan Partridge of Shopping TV, the Woo! legend, yeah. Mr. Andy Hodgson. How you doing, mate? Aha. Um, if you have come back here to return your towels that you bought from me, 
No is the answer. You're keeping them. You bought them in good faith. I have no interest. Fair enough. Wizzy, 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 chop, chop, chop. Abs <laughs> Do you know what? That's brilliant. I absolutely love that song. <laughs> For people who have no idea what he's talking about, I was selling a chopper and just got a bit bored and added a song to it and a dance as well. And uh, it went a bit crazy. And now even my uh, daughter's friends at school uh, shout out the window at me, whizzy, 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 chop, chop, chop. Which has never done it now. It's become a bit of an albatross. Mate, it's brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. But it's good to see you, you know, selling all sorts of wares yes. as well on TV. Um, you know, any particular objects that you feel quite unique, you know? Well, they're, frankly, you know, frankly, <laughs> they're, they're, uh, there is a place for every product in everyone's home. And who am I to yes. judge whether or not they're wonderful products or not so wonderful? Uh, you know, sometimes we have the air fryers. Everybody needs one. Sometimes we have um, little teddy bears that light up uh, and look like holograms. And I go, who wants one of those? Turns out about 300 people each time. So go figure, eh? Exactly, mate. Exactly. Well, I tell you what, let's go on to your beloved Burnley. Um, yeah, I can see why you're making that face this season. Yeah. Now, I said at the start of the season, and I'm pretty sure that you echoed this as well, that you was going to do pretty well. You was going to do pretty well. You come out of the championship, all guns blazing. Yeah. Vincent Company had you playing, you know, in this style that you'd never ever seen before. And it's all gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me let me tell the full story, right, to any any Bournemouth fans that fancy a laugh. So, yeah, in the championship, we are phenomenal. We are a whirlwind. No one can stop us. No one expected it. Uh, but it got halfway through the season and I would literally go to a game. We'd go with one nil down. In fact, we, we did it to you guys. Go one nil down and I go, oh, whatever. I don't even think about it because I know we're going to score three because he's employed a bunch of footballers that just all seem to score from every position, including the goalkeeper can play out from the back, uh, Ari Muric, no problem at all. And the fullbacks, they're going to go forward and score. No problem at all. The midfielders, they contribute. The wingers come in. They're scoring from out here. Who needs a striker, right? So it's just phenomenal. And everyone goes, okay, so we're amazing. We, we're going to win the championship. But in the summer transfer window, we're going to need a bit of height and a bit of width and a bit of premiership experience. So we signed some more whizzy-bang super players no one's ever heard of that are all right in height, but not yeah. quite where you want to be. You know, they're not billing. And uh, and we signed Sanderberg from Sheffield United. And that's about it. And, um, and then we signed uh, Trafford in goal, James Trafford, who wins the under-21 Euros with England. And he goes in and he's been in goal from the start. But he's never played in the Premier League. And, oh, my God. It's just been rubbish from day. I, you couldn't get a more chalk and cheese uh, team. I mean, it's just astonishing. We've gone from absolute heroes every single game to absolute, oh, my God, oh, nearly, oh, not quite. You know, we've we've beaten Luton and we've battered Sheffield United, one of which is definitely going down and the other one might go down. So, you know, that's where we are this season. 
And up until a couple of weeks ago, most Burnley fans were like, it's all right. It'll be all right. All of a sudden, we'll we'll just we're getting there. And we had a bit of a tussle with with Aston Villa, where we thought, oh, that was close. It was three two in the end. We thought, yeah. well, hey, that's good. But actually, we haven't turned a corner. It hasn't got good. We've been relentlessly battered recently, and in the last two weeks, most fans are going, eh, forget it, it's all over. Vincent Company um, had they've stood by him. They've stood by him, but there has been some murmurings I've seen on social media, that fantastic, wonderful place where everybody is really, really positive and, you know, everything's green, rosy and cheerful. But I've seen some murmurings that some people want him out. Yeah. What's your view of that? Yeah, I've seen that myself. And I I always think who's who's coming in to replace this person doesn't matter what club it is if you've got a replacement lined up uh and there's a sensible plan one person cannot change a whole club now you bring it you know you can be the manager of Burnley tomorrow but you've still got the squad that Vincent Company signed which is loads yeah. of whizzy bang little players that can make little moves and and whiz in here and there but in the Premier League you know somebody basically puts your hand in in the face and says oh shut up sunshine and we're not getting anywhere. We're not. We're not even getting shots on goal. It's. I mean, the the leading goal scorers, you know, got minus figures. Uh, so who do you who do you you know you go in there? You've still got to use those players. So we haven't got the height. Uh, we haven't got the experience, and he's not changed around uh, enough of the team. I don't think. Uh, like everyone's been calling for the goalkeeper to at least be rested for a couple of games to put someone new in because that might change it. But you know, Neil Warnock's not available. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, who do you bring in? Big Sam. I mean, he'd, he'd, he'd not have a clue with it. He'd just be furious. As interestingly, as is Neil Warnock, who's gone to Aberdeen and come yeah. out in the last week and said, there's not enough nasty people in this team. They're all lovely. I don't need that. That's not getting us anywhere at all. So, you know, you get what you've got. You go and take the money at this time of the season. But does it actually change a team? Sometimes it does. I'm not sure what you could do with this squad if you come in now and who's available. See, I think you've got a good squad of players. And I know that sounds absolutely bizarre because um, there is only one team that is holding Burnley off the bottom of the league. And let's be honest, that team is Sheffield United and they've been appalling all season, let's be fair. But I can see some real positives in this squad. And the reason being is they're a very young squad. They do play an attractive style of football. This was one of the things that I said at the start of the season, Andy, with ourselves. We can, you can get relegated with sexy football. I even said it the other day on the tapping. You can get relegated with sexy football. And Burnley, believe it or not, nobody would ever imagine this or playing sexy football. The trouble is, it's not working. And we were mini Man City in the Championship. And we were, yeah, that was very sexy football. Nobody could even touch us, get near us. And that's why, you know, let one in, you'll score five. But um, it just isn't working because we're, at, we're playing actual Man City now. And yeah. and it turns out there's there, there are no, you only need three rubbish teams and you can stay up, which was the plan this season. Who's, who's worse than us? And you go, right, it's probably Sheffield United. It's probably Luton. 
and it turns out they've signed Ross Barkley, Andros Townsend, and suddenly their players are stepping up beyond those lads and being fantastic. So you go, okay. So if, maybe it's Luton at the start of the season, and then who else? So you go, maybe Palace have had it now. Maybe Bournemouth will fail at this. You know, it's it's all the usual stuff. Yeah. But it, our fancy Dan playing isn't getting us past experienced Premiership players, and and you know, there's no. You, we we signed a striker, Lyle Foster. He scored four this season. He's got mental health problems and has not played a, a full season. So the leading goal scorer now is Amduni, who scored. Five, and that's our problem. We can't score because last season we were scoring from everywhere. Now we can't score from everywhere because we hadn't stopped up the phases of the pitch, and there's no striker there. I've actually multiple times this season been saying, you know, put Sanderberg up front, get him to hold up the ball. We've let Ashley Barnes go to Norwich. Actually, that's what we need. We need someone yeah. that takes the ball near the penalty area, gets a foul, gets us a set piece. And we'll and we'll score a goal from a set piece because we, you know, you got a 50-50 chance here, aren't you? But we've not even done that, so we're playing with those lads up front. Lyle Foster's not there half the time, no fault of his own, but it means we haven't got a striker. Uh, Jay Rodriguez, who played, uh, you know, quite a bit last season, just not uh, been getting into the starting eleven uh, other than filling in roles. And and even if he does, and when he does, he's not putting them away either. I mean, he he really doesn't feature in the goal scored this season. I think he's got two. So, Mini Man City does not cut it. And and who else do you still see playing in the Premier League like Mini Man City? Nobody, just Man City, really. Yeah, no, very true, very very true. And that was one of my concerns of ourselves that we was passing around, we was playing this attractive football, we went a little bit more direct and started winning games. Um, the one thing I can say, though, about Burnley, and I'll make a little bit of a prediction now, if Vincent Company stays, and if the team are kept as it is, I think you can get straight back out of the championship and get that experience. Yeah. I mean, you're probably right. It, based on what we did last time, we should be better than most teams in the championship, the business plan is to sign young players no one's ever heard of and sell them on for a profit as they mature. So everybody's coming in at, you know, the average age of 22 or something like that. Um, and that is the absolute business plan. The trouble is when you're in the Premier League and because we've been there so much over the last, you know, 10, 14 years now, actually, um, backwards and forwards, as fans, you know how to stay there. And Dyche would have, you know, knocked off the fancy Dan business straight away. You know, there's people wearing yeah. snoods on the training ground. I mean, what the hell's that about? I should have had you up against a wall. So, you know, he straight away would have said, lads, knock it off. Let's go eight at the back. Uh, we can put someone up front, but don't go anywhere. Don't go really up front. And we'll try and nick it in the last in the last 10 minutes of the game. Vincent Company seemingly isn't doing that. Uh, and he's playing open football and trying to stick to what he signed them for because that's what he signed them for. And I think the truth of it is maybe, you know, we've gone up a year too early for the plan and some of those players would have matured, some would have left, some would have come, but they'd have got bigger. And and, and actually, physically, some of them would have got bigger because, uh, you know, if you if you line up our team versus uh, some other teams in the Premier League, you know, they're wider, they're taller, and they've got more experience. And, and ultimately, I think that becomes a bit of a problem because we can't dance around anyone anymore. We even got a little player, uh, Luca uh, Coliosho, who um, played the last time we played Bournemouth. Cracking yeah. little, young, really young lad. I mean, he's a young lad and, and he's out for, I think, the rest of the season now. And he could dance around people. It's like mesmeric watching this guy. 
But of course, once you've seen that a couple of times in your in your your methodical prep that a Premier League manager will do, you know, you just go, watch what he does. Okay, so you kick him up the backside the minute he gets near it, and he won't do that twice. I mean, it's old school. It's almost 1980s. He's all you've got to do to stop us. Uh, and sure enough, we're not getting through as a result. Well, I tell you what, Andy, let's talk about our favourite subject, VAR. Every time you're on this show, we... <laughs> Yes. We talk about VAR, don't we? You know, I let's be honest, how long did I bang on about that VAR decision at Turf Moor? Nine hours and 46 minutes. I wrote it down. Yeah. The last time we were in the Premier League together at Turf Moor, you know, let's be fair, I moaned and moaned and moaned and moaned about equalising and then going 2-0 down. Yes. Yes. But... Have you got a reason to be aggrieved from earlier on in the season? Because, just casting your mind back to this, he was 2-1 down. And then Jay Rodriguez slips away from his defender, puts a ball straight across the box into the bottom corner. Seven minutes later, VAI rules it off for offside. Yeah. What did you make of it? It was a long time. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was there, um, and it got ridiculous. And, and to be honest yeah. with you, I had a train to catch. Uh, I was on the telly the next morning. I was like, "What's happening here, lads? Can we come on? I've got kettles to sell. What's going on here?" Um, I mean, what it was absolutely farcical. I think yeah. that was the the tipping point uh, mm -hmm. for the lads at Stockley Park going, "Yeah, we can't do this." Because literally all sides called it out as a preposterous period of time. That if you can't work it out, and I'm not one that does the old, oh, the game's gone, this is ruining it. I'm yeah. all right with VAR most of the time. Because, you know, technically, the majority, the larger percentage, it's going to be right versus just letting it go. But when you get to that kind of time, it's just, it ruins the game. Uh, it, it was boring. And, uh, you know, whichever way the decision goes at the end against us, but yeah, it, it's, you know, it just was far too long. If you'd have taken the decision in, in a minute, uh, fair enough. And we just get on with it. But um, I, I don't look back at any of those because you can't, you can't control that stuff. Whatever decision is the decision, you're not going to change it. You can change things like it's getting stupid. We've been doing this for seven minutes. Uh, but uh, I take most of those uh, decisions as it is what it is. Crack on, try and score more goals is the best way of doing it, you know. But, you know, Man City don't moan about that. They just, you know, bang six past you and then go, yeah. what VAR? Is it, oh, we do, have we got VAR, have we? Oh, okay. To be honest, you take it better than I do. Because let's be honest, I whinge and whinge and whinge and whinge and whinge. And we had one against Newcastle as well, Yeah. you know, with Smithy. And to be honest, it's farcical how long it took to actually for them to make that decision and even watching it back on Michael Owens got a program, believe it or not, where all the referees are mic'd up and you can hear exactly what they're saying. Yeah. And yeah, I, it doesn't sound like they really know what they're doing with it. I, uh, I'd i love to hear, I hear that. I've not heard that because I, I imagine when there's the seven minute thing going on and, he, and he's done that and he's gone over to the side and, and he's put, he's got, he's given it all that and he's going, yeah, yeah, 
you know, I, I prefer Waitrose myself because, you know, I went to Sainsbury's and it just didn't satisfy me. So I go there because you get a better quality of food. And he's going, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. just rewind that again for me. All oh, right. The chocolate eclairs. Yeah, magic. I, I, they must be having another conversation. It's quite bizarre because most of the time you stick a line in uh, and there's the decision. Or, but it, it is hard. They're trying to make a decision based out of reality. I think that's yeah. the problem is that, you know, when, when you let's take a tackle as an example, someone tackles someone in real time. You go, oh, my God, that looked bad, depending on which side of the ground you're on. But when you slow it down and look at all the angles, the first angle you go, well, that was all right. The second angle you go, you dirty get the third angle you go, oh, my God, we should let's arrest him. So the trouble is when you slow it down, it all looks different. And to, to make yeah. a game at the end of the day, this is just a game to make the game fun. You got to let it roll a bit faster than that. They, they should. I think one of the things they should do is clock it. So they go. It goes to VAR. You got ninety seconds, and the clock comes up and it counts yep. down. And if at ninety seconds you can't make the decision, you go ref, whatever you want to do. I think the standard of the refereeing's gone down though in the Premier League. You know, since the last time you know Bournemouth and Burnley were in the same league, you know, and you know, let's go back to that season you know, that COVID season, you know, personally, you know, I think the, the quality of refereeing has just completely collapsed. Well, because... is, is that because of VAR though? Is that because they're yeah. second guessing and a goal goes in and they don't, they don't go, it's a goal. They go, is it? Uh, so they've got doubt immediately there. So that is, a, that is a tricky one. Uh, and you, you can't win. If, if you haven't got the VAR, they make the wrong decisions. All, all the managers come in afterwards and say, that's just cost us the league. That's the difference between us, you know, going down and staying up. You do have VAR and you end up with the same opinion. So which direction do you go? Um, has the quality gone down? It probably hasn't, in, in all honesty, because, you know, they're, they're more experienced and having more decisions to make. So they've got more wisdom in the game. So it shouldn't have gone down. It's maybe just second guessing and it's changing more often. So that it's, it's probably changed. Uh, rather than got worse, I think that's that's probably the, a fair criticism of it. No, I can see why you say that actually, and I guess that you know every decision that they get wrong is going to be picked out now. You know, every decision is going to be scrutinised a lot more than, say, for example, when Mark Kelsey or Uriah Rennie or Graham Pohl used to make those decisions. Yeah. Let's be honest, Graham Pohl gave a player three yellow cards in a world cup yeah. so you know they used to make mistakes but you know they could get away with it a lot more probably not That's that one graham but you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> no they could get they could get away with it i mean so a lot of the ex-referees particularly the the guys that are knocking on now in years i talked to a yeah. few of them on my on my radio show on fix radio and um uh and and they are critical uh, but they do have a balance because they're all logical guys. You know, if they weren't referees, they'd probably have been pilots, you know, because they make slow, logical decisions down down their brain. You can see them kind of going, yeah. if this, not that, don't do this, now verbalise that. Um, and so they're critical, but they 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 want to tweak all those guys that have been in the game and are now watching the VAR stuff. They don't want to revolutionise it. They don't. They, not many of them have said to me they want to ax it. Uh, they just want to change it, but we'll, you know, we'll make bad decisions. You've turned up today in a jester's outfit, so you know. Uh, oh, this I mean, is one of the. Honestly, think. this shirt is beautiful. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well. 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is... Mate, when this do is... they need you at the, the castle? Because, you know, time's knocking on and the king will be waiting for you now and he's not laughing. He's sitting oh. there going... You've upset the whole of Bournemouth now. This shirt is legendary. <laughs> this shirt is absolutely legendary. The yellow coaches one from all those years ago. You know, it's beautiful. beautiful. No, I, you, you're a very beautiful man from the beard up. Um, but uh, <laughs> I always look forward to seeing you in the black and red. I do. I, I'm very disappointed. Have you got your name on the back? I haven't, no. no you, I what, haven't. Would you, what would you put on the back? You just put the word beautiful or beard or touch my beard. Any of Touch them. my beard. I say, well, that's a good one. <laughs> Touch my beard. You know, I don't know what number I would put on this. You know, it could go all. It could as go. As long as you're not sixty nine, I'm fine with that. Well, I was going to say it could really go down here on this one, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I tell you what, let's talk about another man as well, um, who is close to your hearts there at Burnley, and that's Big Sean. And Big Sean you know, has got a little bit of a reprieve recently because the points have been reduced. Um, Everton have gone from 10 points deducted to, of course, six. Where does that leave Burnley? <laughs> Relegated. I mean, it's... Uh, okay. Cheeky Monkey, what do you think? Yeah. Um, it's... Uh, yeah, we had no chance before. And my dad is um, is an Everton fan, season ticket holder. And so he's always saying, oh, if we got this and we get that, we'll get to here. But if this happens, we won't. And if they have a run, and it's like, all right, move on, mate. Uh, or oh, we've never been down, son. They will, it will never go down. So, you know, you'll go down first. I said, I know. Uh, we are going down. All right, shut up, leave it. And then and then this week, it's it's like, oh, we've got some points back. And, and up they go like that. I mean, they frankly, the way they're playing, they're playing all right. You know, they, yeah. they're grinding out this, that, and the other. They're playing all right. They're doing the dicey thing. We, and as I, I spoke to um, uh, a podcaster from from Everton in the last week and and said, what's it like to have the Burnley Reserves uh, playing at Goodison Park? <laughs> and he went, I'd have raised to that bait a couple of years ago. He said, but I'm not bothered anymore. I said, but it is though, isn't it? You know, you've got Dwight McNeil and Tarkovsky and uh, Michael Keane at the back and then the, the gaffer and all of his, his squad. Uh, but the beauty of that is that keeps you in the Premier League because he does yeah. do the grinding out stuff that he needs to, and then someone pops up from a set piece and scores, because they can't score either. And the reality is, you know, if they were relying on just their strikers uh, to uh, keep them in the Premier League, it wouldn't be happening. So you need players like Tarkovsky that can pop up from the back and suddenly get a header from time to time, Michael Keane, uh, when he's playing. So, I, you know, I think they'll stay up, um, unless there's any more points deductions coming up. Uh, Forest, of course, are possible points deduction so that you know that could change things around for them um 
who's the third team to go down? He's, I can't work that out at the moment. I think that's that's fair dibs. I don't think it'll be Everton. You know, Palace have now got the new manager kick. Will that last? Possibly might. So Forrest could be in trouble. It's probably still Luton, I have to say. Unless you fancy coming down with us, because you love the championship. What am I saying? Bring the cherries down. Come on, lads. No, I no, love coming no, down no. there for the day. Come on. No. Why don't you just do the great escape and, you know, survive? Yeah, that's not going to happen, though, is it? I mean, would you put money on Burnley staying up? No, I've got, I've got to be honest, Andy. I've got to be yeah. honest. You know, I think I'd rather, you know, spend a fiver on the kettle. You yeah, know, exactly. Exactly. You know, put that I mean, fiber towards that top, top of the range kettle. You know, <laughs> with all the settings as well, oh, or nice. a whizzy whizzy chop chop as well. You know, <laughs> <laughs> stick your cheese in the hole. Let's go. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, do you know what games like Burnley versus Bournemouth? I yeah. would normally go. Yeah, we should be winning that. Whereas I'm now saying these words for this weekend: if we got a draw, wouldn't it be great? So. No, fair enough. I'll tell you what, though. Let's let's do another scenario just to make everybody in Burnley feel a little bit better because I do like you lot. But let's do this scenario. Sean Dyche gets a little bit fed up in Liverpool. Let's be fair, you know. Everton, uh, nobody really wants to be there, do they? Goodison, a bit cramped. So he decides to go back to the creme de la creme of Turf Moor. How long would it turn it take him to turn around the fortunes of this team? A couple of transfer windows. That's the problem that you've got. Is, mm. is the entire the beauty of Vincent Company coming in is it was just at the end uh, of a full stop. It wasn't a mid-season. It was we're going down. What do you want to do? Well, half of these players are going to leave because some of them want to play for England. Some of them think they're better than the Championship. So naturally, they've got to go. They've got to get the wage bill down. He goes right. We'll get rid of pretty much everybody apart from a core sort of five or six. That's where we're going to go. You bring in a whole new breed. That's a totally different club now. So Sean Dyche couldn't come back to Burnley and suddenly save them because he doesn't have the right personnel to do it. It's a, a, a totally different club now. So it would take somebody a couple of windows uh, to do the thing that Vincent Company did. His timing was perfect. Um, and going into the championship, probably a great level for him to come at from where he'd managed and the players he knew. And he's brought a lot of those players from Belgium quite a lot of Belgian players that he's seen play in the leagues and gone, okay, I could see you working here for two years uh, and then we'll see where we are. It's happened in a year. Bing, we've gone up. Uh, but I, w when he does go, um, you know, anybody who takes the job has got to have very open eyes to what the situation is and has to have a genuine sort of, you know, runway to be able to go on that says it's got to be three transfer windows, something like that, in order to take players in and get them out. Uh, and they want to make they want to make a profit on some of those players as well. So, not easy, not an easy job to take over. Which is why I suspect they don't get rid of him. Uh, they do go down with him and uh, and and come back again because I think the board, you know, love he's their man, and Dyche wasn't. And Dyche said he's our kept us here most of the time in the Premier League. That's what I do. And they've gone, yeah, yeah but could you do this instead? And he's gone, you are. So that was always going to end you know, very quickly. And when it did, the, the entire Dice thing, 10 years of wonderful, wonderful, you know, not wonderful football, but wonderfully staying in the Premier League most of the time uh, was broken for the right reasons. You know, uh, forward motion is everything. Uh, but uh, but 
you know, I can't see anybody replacing him, and it's certainly not Sean Dyche. He wouldn't come back uh, under the circumstances that he's in. But being a yo-yo club would be quite exciting as well, wouldn't it? Well, I, I, that's who we are. What I mean, you know, yeah. I never get ahead of ahead of myself, and and neither do Bournemouth fans, right? I mean, the reality is, Division Three. Oh, we're all right here for a bit, you know, because you know we we don't have a massive fan base. You know, in the northwest no. of England, you know, we're in the East Lancashire Hills, twenty five miles north of Manchester City, United, Everton, and Liverpool that way. Leeds United over the hill that way, you know, and then there's all the little teams like um, Blackburn, Blackburn. No, I can't remember their name, and and Preston, and so on and so forth. So there's so many football teams in that area. You know, you just can't get. We couldn't do a sixty thousand seater stadium and fill it. So, you know, the reality is, we'll always be a yo-yo club. Even you know, it's Saudi money comes in, American money comes. In, it doesn't matter um, unless you make it a global thing, which is what they're trying to do. But I suspect they're trying to make it a global thing, Burnley, the global thing, because that will help them sell the business eventually. Because the guys that own it, they run you know a venture capital business. They want to return on their on their money, frankly. Um, and so whilst you can be a fan of the club, that's the reality of where we're going. Uh, we're global for the for the benefit of uh, hyping up the eventual price, I suspect. Um, but we'll always be a yo-yo club, as will Bournemouth. You know, it has, it has to be yeah. said, you, you, you can't have 12,000-seater stadiums. And, uh, and even if you go up to 20,000 and 22 and a half, it still doesn't mean that you've got the money that uh, the big clubs have got. So we're always going to bounce up and down, aren't we? Yeah, most definitely. And to be honest, you know, I, I I just see us as, you know, our football club, you know, it's effectively a League One side football club in terms yeah. of size. Yeah. We've just done really, really, really well. And Burnley, is it fair to say, you know, you're probably a little bit above us, aren't you, really, in terms of size? Championship, definitely. Yeah, yeah well, I, we're very... You've been down there, haven't you? As I well, I the old Division Two days, I can remember. Yeah, well, I I, I remember as as beating York City at the bottom of the league and and coming out of the bottom league and and being utterly rubbish and you know all of those seasons I never forget. What's interesting is the last sort of if you've become a Burnley fan in the last ten years, you know all you know is uh, Premier League. Uh, you know, mm. is just a stroke away, and you've no idea that the actual the reality of that club is that it is a a bottom feeder uh, unless you go back to the 1960s where, you know, we had some success. So, you know, the, the reality is for most people, they are of a certain age aware of where the club has been and where it could end up go- going back to. In fact, one of the previous chairmen uh, said that to me once. He said, you know, there's fans clamouring for this, that. Why don't, we, why don't we sign Messi? Oh, yeah, why don't we sign Messi? Sure. And he went, they forget, you know, the cold nights in, in Colchester. Uh, you know, on a Tuesday night and, you know, Rotherham and uh, they forget all that. He said, but inevitably, he said at one point, we'll end up back there because a lot of this business is a gamble and a lot of it is speculating on people and outcomes. And sometimes it goes for you and it all gels like it did for us last season. And most of the time it doesn't. Yeah, no, fair enough. What I, you know, what my next question is going to be, we always do. What's the capital of Peru? What is the Lima? Lima, you know, I watched that. Oh, that do, you know how I, do you know how I found that out? I was watching this program the other day and it was about drug busts around the world and drug trafficking. The fellow who used to play for Chelsea, 
No, it wasn't. It was too Oh, late. no, drugs too... bust. Sorry, I thought you said yes. drug bust. Yeah. <laughs> drugs bust. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, completely. You know, otherwise, I would never have known that if I hadn't watched that program. But, yeah, go. very, very, very interesting if anybody's got the eye player. But going back to the football, um, we always do this. How do you reckon this is going to go, Andy? Well, uh, <clears throat> I think we'll come out full of positivity and excitement and uh, what you need to do is put very tall players up front because you'll beat us that way. And you've got the tall players to do it. You know, yeah. put put the Billings and, and Solanke's in the place they actually should be. And you should beat Burnley is the absolute truth of it. Try and play us at football and it might end up a draw. We, we might get jammy. But there's enough momentum and confidence in the Bournemouth team that they should win this game. And there's enough lack of confidence and nervousness in our game, even though we're playing at home, that it'll be a challenge for us. So, you know, if we got a draw out of it, that would be fine. Um, but uh, I don't hold out much hope. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just going to cheer you up, Andy, and I'll, I'll, I'll just say what I think is going to happen. Go on. I think we'll win. I think we'll win 2-1. Yeah. Sorry, and, and, mate. Yeah. No, as yeah, you're right. Uh, but uh, but if you don't, then whoever you're playing next, I couldn't give a monkeys. I'm on. Uh, just in the background, just waving a lot like that. In fact, straight after you, we've got Sheffield United. Exactly. Well. Oh, I definitely need to come on with that then. Me and the monkey yeah. are coming on. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, mate, definitely. Well, I tell you what, we always do this as well. Whenever you're on. And you did mention it there, you know, with regards to Burnley. And what happens if a Saudi owner comes along looking for a football club? So I tell you what, because you can sell anything to anybody, you know, somebody might have three cookers or three kettles. You could sell them another one. What I want you to do here is sell Burnley Football Club to a prospective Saudi owner in a minute. Do you think you're up to the task? I'm ready. I'll I'm tell ready. you what, let me make you full screen. Ready, set, go. Right. Uh, if you live in the Middle East, then you'll not have heard of the wonderful oasis, the desert state of East Lancashire. It's chilly, but warm on certain days, three days in the middle of August. There is the sand wisping in from Blackpool, which is over there. It's so much like Dubai, it's frightening. The towering buildings look very similar, and the fans are passionate, just like those Middle Eastern ones. So I urge you to get on a plane, a big plane, and land at Burnley International Airport with the longest runway. It's about 100 yards. Come to Burnley, take over, invest your wealth, Bring a camel or two. Bring them onto the pitch. We'll sign Messi. Bring back Ronaldo from the Middle East. Pop him anywhere you want. Take over the mighty Clarets and we'll become great together again in League Division 1 uh, with £7.99 post and packing, but the call is free. Who could turn that down? Exactly. Who could turn that down? Exactly. You know, I am sure you have just created a queue of people, you know, from Saudi Arabia, Qatar, yeah. there they you are. Know, yeah. the US, you know, probably some places that we've never even heard of. Yeah. 
but they're all queuing there wanting to take over Burnley. Yeah, just a caveat to it, as with any good sales, I got enthusiastic about some areas which may need to be checked factually, including sand, temperature, skyscrapers, airports, and the other stuff. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Well, Andy, it is always a pleasure to have you on this show. Thank you again so, so much for coming on. And no doubt we'll see you probably in the FA Cup next season, I reckon. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. We'll pop down for that and then we'll try and beat you at that. Here's me big whistle. Yeah. <laughs> of the clarets. Of the clarets. Yeah, well, guaranteed you will beat us, you know, in the FA Cup. It always happens, don't it? Always happens. Probably through VAR as well. <laughs> I can live in hope. I'll live for that day. That might be the, the first victory we get in the next 12 months. So, yeah. No, thank you so much again, mate. And yeah, keep up the good work. And no doubt we'll catch you very soon. Pleasure. Good to see you. Cheers, mate. And please do hit that like, that subscribe, that bell button below because it does mean so much to us. And of course, it's all free here as well. So it does help us grow and grow and grow. Do go and check out all of our other interviews as well that we've done on this show. We had Chickenhead from the call centre. Of course, he was into sales as well. Um, also, we've had lots and lots of other guests. Peter Hooten from The Farm. Damon Minchella from Ocean Colour Scene. Professor Brian Cox. Harry, Harry Redknapp, of course, and lots, lots more. So do go check them out. But until the next one, up the cherries, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you for joining us. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.